Well, hello, church family. Now we've entered into chapter 24 of Exodus. And this chapter, if you were to summarize it, is basically uh, a pe- the, the people of God affirming their, their devotion and their love and their commitment to him. Um, I think in my life, I have been to church events where they, the pastor... <coughs> Well, the preacher, after a sermon, usually these are things like during conferences or, or church summer camps. And usually what happens is what the, the preacher will invite people to rededicate their life to the Lord. Uh, what this usually means is that, oh, you've probably lived a sinful life last year, and um, it's now time for you to recommit or rededicate your life. And I know that some people, in, even in our church, have had those moments where they are um, you know, they lived a life that was contrary to Scripture, and then the Lord uh, worked in their life uh, through this one through one particular preacher or message, uh, and that changes their perspective, and they realize that they've been living in sin, and now they want to rededicate their life. They want to now, for real, commit. Uh, usually, in in like a high school or student type ministries, you will hear kids like, "I really, really mean it this time. I really, really will uh, follow Jesus. I really, 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 really mean it." And uh, what is usually, and usually what happens is that uh, you know people will go up to the front. They'll write, um, uh, they they'll you know they'll go to the front and they'll have a, um, you know they'll, they'll fill out a card or have someone to pray with them. And then now they're rededicating their life uh, to the Lord. And perhaps some of you uh, were uh, uh, have gone through something similar similar in your own life uh, in the past, and uh, you know you asked the Lord to to. You know, to work in you and, and, and for you to give your life back to the Lord again. And, um, and I get that. But I think a more biblical answer for this is just the word repentance. Instead of rededicating your life every few years, like an election or something like that, you, all you really need to do is just, um, get, it's just to repent. You know, there are moments where um, there will be moments in your life where uh, people seem to, um, you know, fall into, into grave sin or go through dark times. It doesn't necessarily mean that you've denied the faith, um, but it does uh, mean that you just need to repent from that sin. But uh, when you when we look at this passage here, remember this is right after the Ten Commandments, uh, chapter 20, and from 21 and 23, these are all different laws in which they, um, uh, uh, they're supposed to apply the Ten Commandments. And now the people, after hearing the word of God, wants to uh, commit their life to the Lord. And uh, not to say they didn't commit before, but now they're really going to commit because they are taught God's word. So how can I uh, can, uh, continue to devote my life to the Lord each and every single day? Um, how can I do this? And we'll see in this passage here. First, you need to know God's word. And chapter 24, verse 1 to 8 reads this. Then he, God, said to Moses, Come up to, to Yahweh, you and Aaron, Nadab, and Abihu, and seventy of the elders, and you shall worship at a distance. So even though these were supposed to be the leaders, um, these will be the leaders or, and the rulers or the priests, uh, they're still called to worship at a distance. The, the best of them were not, best enough, were not good enough to be, able to, to be really close to the Lord. Um, but the but God calls them. He summons seventy of them, plus uh, Nadab and Bihu, uh, and then Aaron and Mo- 
Moses, so that's uh, 74 of them. And verse 2 says, Moses alone, however, shall come near to the mountain, but they shall not come near, nor shall the people come up with him. Um, so there, uh, there weren't. So there, there's only a certain group of people that that God allows to bring to to go close. Verse three. Then Moses came and recounted to the people all the words of the Lord and all the ordinances. And all the people answered with what voice, with one voice, and said, "All the words which the Lord has spoken, we will do." So these people. Um, after hearing everything, and you know, most recounted them like, okay, this is the blessings of obedience, and these are the cursings of disobedience, and these are things, these are ways in which we are supposed to live as a covenant people, and they all said, yes, we will, we will obey, and you know, the word here, all the words, these are just general things, everything that God has said, and ordinances is, is kind of like um, the practices that they need, that they need to do worship, so like the kind of like the step by step things that they need to do in order to worship the Lord. And it said, everything that God wants us to do, we will do. Verse 4, Moses wrote down all the words of the Lord. That's interesting because, uh, you know, God, uh, aside from the Ten Commandments, everything else um, God gives them through audible message through Moses, and Moses will write everything down. He does that. He codifies all that God has written. So, you know, the Ten Commandments were in stone, but everything else was probably written in some sort of um, leather or something. He writes it all down. Then he rose early in the morning and built an altar at the foot of the mountain with twelve pillars for the twelve tribe of Israel. He sent young men of the sons of Israel, and they offered burnt offerings and sacrificed young bulls as a peace offering to the Lord. Uh, so this is you know way to atone for sin. Like they've sinned, and then they had to, an animal had to die in their place. Verse six. Moses took half of the blood and put it in the basin, and the other half of the and other half of the blood he sprinkled on the altar. Uh, this is the idea of the animal died and shed their blood in the, on the place of the people, and at the same time, the blood is supposed to wash away their sins. Uh, verse 7, he took the blood of the book of the covenant and read it in the hearing of the people, and they said, all the word, all, all that the Lord has spoken, we will do, and we will be obedient. Now, this is um, a promise, and this is a, uh, saying that they will be faithful, and we know, sadly, throughout the entire uh, book, of the Old Testament, they, they failed to do so. Verse 8, So Moses took the blood and sprinkled it on the people and said, Behold, the blood of the covenant which the Lord has made with you in accordance with all these words. So uh, Israel was not only supposed to follow some of the words, but they will follow all the words. They're not supposed to nitpick on the, the things that they want to listen to and ignore the things uh, that's hard to listen to. And and again, you can see the principle here in our life. If you want to be close to God, if you want to continue to walk faithfully to the Lord, you need to obey God's word. You need to know God's word. You need to devote yourself not just to some of God's word, but you need to know devote yourself to every aspect of God's word. Uh, in James chapter four, it tells us that uh, therefore to one uh, James chapter four verse seventeen therefore to one who knows the right thing to do and does not do it to him it is sin and this is a context of like the book of James saying like if you call yourself a Christian and you don't live according to it then your faith is useless and you have to understand that the only way that you can live a life that's pleasing to the Lord is if you know God's word God's word <clears throat> is it gives us the commands it gives us principles in order to live by and when you fail to do those things you're sinning against the Lord Hebrews chapter 4 verse 4 the very familiar passage to all of us for the word of God is living and active and sharper than 
any two-edged sword and piercing as far as the division of soul and spirit of both joints and marrow and, and able to judge the thoughts and intentions of the heart. So when you think about God's word, you have to understand that God's word is going to change you. It's going to pierce through you. It's going to reveal things about you uh, that is in sin, and it's going to cut off those things. And you have to let God's word do uh, work in your life in that way. Um, you can't expect to grow uh, in your devotion to the Lord without God's word. So for that's the lesson today. When you think about your life, if you want to continue devoting yourself to the Lord, you have to take time to set, to read God's word. Don't think that's only like a, something that you use Sunday or during Bible study, but you have to cultivate in your life a habit of constantly reading and reading and reading and meditating and then thinking and dwelling and then meditating again and dwelling and then and then li- and then living those things out. You have to know God's word and you need to obey God's word. That's the only thing that would cause you to grow in Christ's likeness. That's the only thing that will keep you devoted to the Lord. The more that you know him through his word, the, the, the word of God will change you to be more like his son. So that's the first lesson for this week. On Wednesday, our next lesson, we're going to learn how, how do we continue our devotion to the Lord? We need to fellowship with God. We need to fellowship with God. Um, and we're going to see that on Wednesday and on Friday. How do we can how do we continue to draw close to the Lord? But to draw close to the Lord. So the three application points: know God's word, fellowship with God, and draw close to God. I hope that this short lesson is helpful for you. Take care and have a great day.